It's the All Seven Days Podcast. I'm Stan Fields, and standing next to me is a very sore Trevor Montgomery. And Trevor is sore because I ran a 10K this past Saturday. On purpose? I did. I volunteered. I paid money to do it. You paid money? I paid money to injure myself. You paid money. How did you injure yourself? Well, I wouldn't say injure myself. I just hurt really bad. <laughs> 10K is. 6.2 miles? Yes, 6.2 miles. See, I have, I've actually done this same event a couple of years ago, but I walked it mm. with, an, with my nephew because I don't run. I used to run. I trained once for a half marathon, and I did it. I finished it, and I, I beat the time that I wanted to beat. However, I did not enjoy any part of the training. I did not enjoy the race. And when I finished, I finished with a stress fracture in my foot. So there was nothing enjoyable about any of it. And I don't think I've run anywhere since. Yeah. (laughs) This is my third year in a row running it. And uh, I think this year I did the worst. And um, I actually watched the video. You can go online and watch the video of where you finished at. And so I watched the video of where I finished and I could see myself hobbling and the pain on my face, I just laughed at myself for it. <laughs> there's, a, there's a couple of guys in our church. You probably ran with them a little ways, maybe. Jared and Aaron Height. They're both Ironmen. Yeah. Uh, they did Ironman Chattanooga a, a year or so ago. And the video of them coming across the finish line <laughs> just confirmed to me that I never, ever, ever want to do anything like I, that. I couldn't imagine. They came across the line of hobbling and I mean just yeah. they were done. Now that was a full full iron. A full man, iron man. And that was mm. that was brutal. Uh and you know that's one they start before the sun comes up and they finish <laughs> after it goes down. Does not sound appealing at all. No, no, it was awful. But uh congratulations you finished. Thank you. Right? I did. Yeah. I did. And your time was shareable? 54 minutes and 34 seconds. 54 minutes. So that means uh that means uh, Alex Nunley at church beat you. Yes. He was sub-50. There was new, <laughs> 210 people, to be exact, that beat me. <laughs> uh, well, I'm glad you were able to do it. Thank you. And uh, I'm glad I wasn't there to see it. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of people at the church were there cheering me on. Yeah, so yeah, I was like, yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. The Coke 10K, if you're ever in Carth, Mississippi in May, that's when it is. First weekend it's, in it's May. A, it's a pretty big deal. There's, it is. There's, what, about 15, 1,700 people that actually participate in that, and a few uh, a few very fast people. Yeah, yeah I'm so. not one of them, so don't yeah. worry. Well, I mean, if you're coming to win, you better bring your game because there's some serious runners. There, there is. There is. There is. Well, uh, as you know, uh, this is the All 7 Days Podcast, and we take your questions and try to answer them. You can help uh, by supporting this podcast. Go to all7days.com slash shop and look for the support options there. Uh, You can be a monthly partner there and help us out. You'll get coffee mugs. I have coffee in my All 7 Days mug right here. Mm. (laughs) So good. Trevor, by the way, has a generic black mug without the All 7 Days and it does not taste as good. It doesn't. So we'll have to fix that. Uh, so support the podcast that way. You can send us questions at ask at all 7 uh, Or you can email, or sorry, voicemail or text us at 864-660-9473. And send us your questions, and we'll be glad to handle them on the podcast. 
and get your mugs there as well. Uh, hey, we got some we got some things we're trying to do, or at least we're considering. Uh, the podcast seems to be doing pretty well, and uh, we have been advised that we might want to look at becoming a 501c3 nonprofit organization. Uh, we ain't made no money so far, so <laughs> why start now, right? Right. And uh, but it would help with uh, with tax exempt things, and and your donations would be tax deductible. So we're considering that. Uh, and we're also considering some other things like a daily devotional podcast and, and other things as well down the road. We're just trying to, we're just trying to look down the road and see what other kind of, uh, things we can, we can bless you with in the ministry here. So, uh, so we've put out a donate page, all seven days.com slash donate. If you'd like to help with those expenses, we would appreciate it. We've got our first two monthly supporters. Awesome. On board, uh, Robert Wood from Dales, Oregon, and Justin Setters from Longview, Washington. We really appreciate you guys joining with us and supporting the podcast. Uh, we will hope to put your money to good use. Yes, hopefully. Thank you so much. Appreciate yeah, it. Really do appreciate it. All right, we're going to take a quick break. This is the All 7 Days Podcast. If you've been wondering where the opening and closing music for the All 7 Days Podcast came from, That was all made possible by Westminster Effects. Westminster Effects exists to equip the church musician while highlighting the richness of church history. Explore the smoke-filled ambience of the Spurgeon Hall reverb. Add some meat, or sausage, to your tone with a Zwigly SBD3K and make every note the raunchiest of solos with the Osteen distortion. Visit WestminsterEffects.com for hand-wired theology sound guitar effects made in South Carolina. Hey, pastors and church administrators, listen to this. All 7 Days is proud to be partnered with Faith Teams. Faith Teams is a web-based church management software with all the features your church needs and priced so that any church can afford it. It's packed with features including attendance tracking, kids check-in, volunteer scheduling, automated guest follow-up, contributions, online giving, and text to give, built-in email and text messaging tools, and a whole lot more. Best of all, it's all in one single system at a price that makes sense. They have a free 14-day trial so you can try the entire system before you pay a dime. Keep it in pages $40 a month. That's right, $40 a month for every available feature. Go to all7days.com slash faithteams to learn more and use the links provided for your free 14-day trial. When you sign up, tell them All 7 Days sent you. Faith Teams, the easy and affordable church management software. Welcome back to the All 7 Days podcast, where we take your questions and try to answer them in a scriptural way. Um, Our question this week comes from Robert, uh, and he sent it in a few weeks ago, but uh, this is a really interesting question. He says, I'd be interested in your take on the biblical roles of pastors, elders, and deacons. Does a church have to have a pastor, or can a group of elders share the pastoral duties without having one clear lead pastor? Some background, small town, small church, about 100 people. Our founding pastor stepped down last October. Three of our elders, including myself, have been rotating teaching duties on Sunday mornings as we look for a new pastor. Problem is, we have not had anyone really interested in the job, I've grown up in the church and have always been in churches that had at least one pastor, 
Elders would fill in occasionally, but this situation is a bit different. I'd be interested in your thoughts. And uh, I've got I've got plenty of them, and so does the Bible, which is great. Good place to look. Because the last uh, we've answered questions before that really <laughs> had no answers. Right. We just had to come up with our best our best guess. And Pastor Bradley uh, corrected us. He squared on us away. He did. He did a very good job. Don't you love getting squared away like that? <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> Some yes, yes and no. <laughs> yes, yes. I'll just say I'll just say yes. Um, he, he does a really good job, and he he'll probably have a good bit to say about this one as well. But we're going to take a swipe at this, Robert, and hopefully we can we can be helpful. The first thing that I would say uh, about what the New Testament says about elders and pastors, and you can even throw bishops in there. Uh, the New Testament does not. Um, uh, mix, uh, I'm sorry, the, the New Testament mixes these terms without regard. In other words, they, they're interchangeable. Mm. So anytime you see the word elder or pastor or bishop, they're talking about the same, same office. So we really need to define what this role is. And there's, there's a, a few scriptures that Trevor and I have found that, um, will will give us uh, what the qualifications of a elder pastor bishop are. <laughs> All right. So the first one, the first one I'm going to look at is Titus chapter one, verses five through nine. And I don't think I don't think I'm telling Robert anything that he doesn't already know. Right. Uh, because he is an elder. Uh, so we're just going to look through here and just just for our audience's sake. Uh, get these definitions in because it's really important to know who we're talking about, what we're talking about. So Titus 1, verses 5 through 9. This is why I left you in Crete, so that you might put what remained into order and appoint elders in every town as I directed you. If anyone is above reproach, the husband of one wife and his children are believers and not open to the charge of debauchery or insubordination, for an overseer, as God's steward, must be above reproach. He must not be arrogant or quick-tempered or drunkard or violent or greedy for gain, but hospitable, a lover of good, self-controlled, upright, holy, and disciplined. He must hold firm to the trustworthy word as taught so that he may be able to give instruction and sound doctrine and also to rebuke those who contradict it. So uh, this is a very classic scripture about qualifications for an, for an elder. And you, you notice he even interchanged the word overseer here. Mm -hmm. So there's two words there, elder and overseer, that he used interchangeably. And he's talking about the same, same office, the same role. So, uh, so from that scripture, that, these verses, um, let's just look at a list of things that just jump out that uh, would constitute qualifications for this role. It's like a job description. A job description, yes. So here is the job description just based on these verses uh, about being a pastor, elder, bishop, overseer from right here. Number one is he must be above reproach. What, is that, what does that mean? I don't know. I want you to tell me. You want me to tell me? <laughs> well... What would you think it would mean? What would you be your oh. best guess? So above reproach, right? It's, it's someone who, if someone brought 
some sort of charge against them mm-hmm. that was not true, there would be no way you could believe it. Gotcha. Right. It would be, and and it would be probably provable that he didn't do it. Mm-hmm. Right. So someone who who's living life as best they can according to the scripture, and so that if someone brings a charge against them, you just you just instantly you know it in your head, and you you know by the facts that are that it's, it's so not basically true. you're above any type of rumor or anything that somebody could bring against you. Right, and, and it's not that it's not that somebody won't. Yeah, you're but, bound to happen. You know, right? So you would you would always, you know, you're always exercising caution in relationships as far as. Like if you're a male and dealing with a female, mm-hmm. you would always have someone else in the room, right? If you're having a conversation with them, you'd always have a witness available. If, uh, you know, if someone is, you know, in some sort of compromise, it could be a compromising situation. You would take every precaution to make sure that while you're in that situation, there are other witnesses around to vouch for your behavior in it, right? Well, especially so, needed nowadays. Oh, absolutely. Nowadays, yeah. Ab- absolutely. So that's number one, and if we take this much time on all the rest of them, we're, we're gonna, gonna be here. We're gonna be. I'm here sorry, like that was not just. Seven. No, it's fine. It's a good. It's a good question. So, and I actually asked it. So. Well, this next one you're definitely gonna have to explain to me. Uh, the next qualification is he's married. Oh, I'm kidding. I know that. <laughs> I mean, husband of one wife, yes. right? Yep. And uh, he has children. That's a requirement. It, it, apparently it is. Uh, and his children are believers. And so there's another requirement. His children must also be believers, right? And they live godly lives. He's, he, the way he puts it is uh, his children are believers and not open to the charge of debauchery or insubordination. Mm-hmm. I just said, I just reworded that myself. Just they're living godly lives. Gotcha. Right? He's not arrogant. Okay. He's not quick-tempered. He's not a drunk. He's not violent. I'd hate to have a violent pastor. Especially if he's drunk. Right. <laughs> right? He's not greedy, so he's not in this for the money. Right. Okay? And I, you know, there. I would say all the good pastors that I know are definitely not in it for the money because they're not making a lot. Right. right? Mm-hmm. Um, so he's not greedy. Uh, but he is hospitable. So his home is open to people. Uh, he, he's regularly having people into his home and treating them well. And he loves doing good. He loves good. He's self-controlled, right? Fruit of the Spirit here. we got love and self-control already in this list. Um, he's upright, holy. He's disciplined. He holds to the Word, which is absolutely important. And he's able and willing to teach the Word. And he's able and willing to rebuke those who contradict the word. Mm-hmm. And that's a big one there to me because, you know, we, we, uh, we tend to feel like we can't correct people or at least disagree with people when we see something in the word and they've contradicted it. Right. Because, it, you know, that you, well, don't, you can't be judging people, right? But... You know, if someone is if someone is believing something that's not true, they have the it, it could be that their beliefs have caused them to slip from faith and into something that's false. A false gospel cannot save. And if you see someone in falseness, uh, an elder should be able to to correct that right. and and approach them and correct it, um, and at least. Um, 
at least verbalize it, right? Mm -hmm. Because if you can't do that, um, and you and you let somebody slide for something that, I mean, you, you're responsible. Right. For if you see it and you're not doing anything about it, yes. Yeah. yeah. And it's kind of going against what you're there for. And in today's culture, that is it's tough really to have. tough. I mean, because like I said, you know, you're judging me. You don't know me. You don't know what I've been through. Whatever. Yeah. But if someone's in clear contradiction to the scripture, they have to be able to to correct that. All right, so that's uh, that's uh, Titus, first, or Titus one, chapter one, uh, but there's also uh, another scripture that we found is First Timothy three, one through seven, and some of these overlap, but then there's a few more that we picked out uh, that that uh, I believe are in addition to this. So uh, the trustworthy is oh, well, they're trustworthy. First Timothy three one through seven, uh, the saying is trustworthy. If anyone aspires to the office of overseer. He desires a noble task. So there he is using overseer again. Same, same thing. He's talking about elders and pastors here. Therefore, an overseer must be above reproach, the husband of one wife, sober-minded, self-controlled, respectable, hospitable, able to teach, not a drunkard, not violent, but gentle, not quarrelsome, not a lover of money. He must manage his own household well with all dignity, keeping his children submissive, for someone does not know how to manage his own household, how will he care for God's church? He must not be a recent convert, or he may become puffed up with conceit and fall into the condemnation of evil, of the devil. I'm sorry, condemnation of the devil. Moreover, he must be well thought of by outsiders, so that he may not fall into disgrace, into the into a snare of the devil. So we've got a lot of overlap there, but there's a few more items that I saw that we that weren't listed in the first one. And that is the first one I thought was sober minded. Right. So that, that just means he's, he's a serious thinker. Right? Mm -hmm. He's, he's going to think things out before he reacts or says something. Absolutely. And even, uh, even more so when he's studying the word, right? Mm -hmm. He's going to read, he's not going to just read a verse and say, what does this mean to me? He's going to read a book and he's going to see where that fits in the Bible mm -hmm. and say, what is, what is the author trying to tell me in this letter that he wrote or in this book that he wrote of the Bible? And how does this fit in the Bible itself? I mean, he's, he's, he's not just going to be a shallow guy in his mind. He's mm -hmm. going to want to know the depth of everything he can understand in the word and in the world and how he deals with people. So sober-minded, self-controlled. Right. This is not a guy who's going to fly off the handle. Not a guy who's going to be an impulsive person. He's going to this. this they kind of get, they kind of go together. Right. Sober mindedness mm -hmm. and self control. And he's going to be respectable. And this kind of goes back to what we talked about before, in that he's uh, well thought of in the community. Right. Um, mm -hmm. uh, which means above reproach. Right. Um, but respectable. He's not quarrelsome. So he's not very—he's not argumentative, and he manages his household well. Right, so his his affairs are in order. Right, mm -hmm. he's he's responsible with his income. He's got he's got his family is is doing well. They're they're disciplined, you know, and they're they're respectful of him, right. that sort of thing. Uh, so he's he's doing all that stuff right. He's and he's not a recent convert. This is really important. Um, you can't have someone come to faith and a week later make them an elder. They, yeah. They just don't know it. Right. I think you gotta, you gotta prove 
Well, well you, you got to grow. This they, uh, they have to grow. They have to, uh, and and he tells him why right right mm-hmm. here. It says so they won't become puffed up and conceited right. and fall into condemnation of the devil. Um, and that's you know if it if you take someone who's immature right if you mm-hmm. take someone who's in high school just graduated high school and make them vice president of a company a week after they graduate high school, what's going to happen? Yeah. It's going to nosedive, right? <laughs> yeah, they is. don't have, they don't have enough experience in the world dealing mm-hmm. with people, dealing with business uh, issues and finances right. and all this kind of stuff. And you just can't do that. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are exceptions to every rule, right? There are some kids who come out of high school who just have this business mentality, but they are few and far between. So, you know, you want to err on the side of caution. So a new convert comes to Christ, you don't make him an elder than the week after, you know, he's baptized or something. You, know, you want you want some growth, you want some maturity, and you want to see his faith in action mm-hmm. for over a period of time. Right. And I think that's probably why you want someone who's married and with kids, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that might be part of the part of those qualifications. So if he's married and he's got kids and you see that family grow and they're doing well and everything's managed well and his kids are respectful and they're they're not crazy kids, you know. I think you know, kids are gonna be kids. But, right. But you know, they're they're making every effort to live godly lives. Mm-hmm. When you see that in a family and you see that family doing well, then you know that, that that head of the household there, the husband, is doing things right. 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 So, uh what else? Um he not a recent convert. And he's respected by the community, and I think that means outside the church, not just inside the church, right. but people. He's known in the community, and he's respected outside the church. I think that's, yeah. Cause a lot of churches, it's not just keeping everything contained. It's an outreach. You oh, know? absolutely, and it, that's what it's supposed to be. Right. right. So um, we're supposed to be trying to grow the church, and you can't. You're not gonna. You're not gonna get anybody that comes to. Oh, I know that guy. Yeah, I saw him at. You know, got in a fight with him at Walmart. Yeah. I got in a fight with Walmart <laughs> over the last uh, Beanie Baby or something <laughs> in the show, and said he had to have it for his kid. For yeah. Christmas. you know whatever. Yeah. Um. All right, and there's one more scripture we want to look at for elders, uh, pastors, uh, bishops, overseers, whatever they are. And yeah. that's, uh, that's 1 Peter 5. And you found this one. I did. You want to read that one? Sure. Uh, it's uh, 1 Peter 5, 1 through 4. To the elders among you, I appeal as a fellow elder and a witness of Christ's sufferings, who also will share in the glory to be revealed. Be shepherds of God's flock that is under your care, watching over them, not because you must, but because you are willing, as God wants you to be, not pursuing dishonest gain, but eager to serve not lording it over those entrusted to you, but being examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the crown of glory that will never fade away. Um, I had underlined uh, two verses there, two and three, just a couple parts there that really stood out to me, and that was watching over them, not because you must, not that you're being forced to do it, but because you're willing to. And I think uh, Robert, with his situation, he's not forced into that leadership right. role. He's kind of right. taking it on because he wants to. He right. grew up in that church. Um, and then also not pursuing dishonest gain, but eager to serve. And we've talked about this numerous times about serving in the church. Right. Um, and you're not just doing it to inflate your own ego and 
show off for everybody. Like, look what I'm doing. Yeah. And um, another one was not lording it over those entrusted to you, but being examples to the flock. Right. And we've talked also before about, you know, putting our faith to action. Right. You know, leading by that example yeah. and not just barking out orders to right. people. And I love that. I love that he uses the term shepherd, be shepherds of God's flock. If you think of, you know, I, I'm not sure how, how our listeners are, are educated around how sheep are, but when you hear the term shepherd, you think of someone who's in charge of a flock of sheep mm-hmm. and sheep are stupid. Okay. They <laughs> never were, spend any time around sheep. Uh, well, so. uh, you know, I haven't either. However, there is a sheep farm like, Right down the road. Really? Yeah, we're going to have to yeah. check that out. We'll have to go down there and, and spend some time with sheep. But I, <laughs> every everyone who's I've ever dealt with who's talked about sheep, they're really not that smart. They'll they'll get into trouble all the time just because they're not that smart. Right. Which, if you think about what we're talking about here, we're talking about an elder and a congregation. Right. So he's supposed to be the smart one, and we're the stupid ones. <laughs> He's supposed in layman's terms. In layman's terms. <laughs> so he's really looking out for us who are prone to wander, mm-hmm. right? And uh, and and but he loves his he loves the sheep, mm-hmm. and he takes care of them because he wants to. And I think that's a beautiful picture. And it's not it's not a lording over. It's not you do what I say because I said to do it. It is hey, let's come alongside each other. Let's work together. Let me serve you so that you can see my example of how. To live your life, and hopefully the sheep become a little smarter, a little wiser, and over time, maybe the sheep—that's kind of weird, isn't it? The sheep can become a shepherd. Right. Yeah, I like yeah. that. That's a good analogy. Cool. So, yeah, I think that's really good. So, willing, eager, uh, not domineering, and an example. So that's the that's the definition we have for for elders, and that's that's quite the laundry list of of things uh, that. Um, that are required there for an elder. I have a quick question for yes, you. Can I become an elder if, say, I don't have one of those qualifications? Does it matter which qualification that I don't have? Like, say, um, I don't know, just pick one off the... I'm not respectable. I would say that a church would not want you to be an elder okay. if you're not respectful. So, I'm sorry so to ask you Depending on your 10K time, <laughs> if it was not a respectable time. That time is not respectable, so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Move on to the next church. So I didn't know if there was like a certain qualification that might be overlooked more so than another one. Uh, I could see like if I was a drunkard, you wouldn't want me showing up every Sunday. Right, like it, I just left the bar. Yeah, sure, exactly. You would you would not want that, and right. I I think I don't think there's a scale here. I th- I don't think I think all of these are equally important. Okay, and uh, you know, and and they, and it's not a he doesn't give these lists like if you can find somebody like this, mm-hmm. then they should be your elder. He's not compromising on any of them. Right. I don't think, and okay. that's and of course this is this is. Uh, this is a couple of different writers too. It's Peter and it's Paul writing about this stuff. So, and I have a feeling that if if you took any of these out, then the last verses we read, the being willing and eager to serve like this, I mean, this is a huge responsibility, mm-hmm. and to and to um, and to desire to do it 
without having all these in place and really rock solid in your life, mm-hmm. I think it would. I think those two would be mutually exclusive. Gotcha. I think. Yeah, I, I think it kind of goes hand in hand. I think so. So that's uh, so that's elders, pastors, and overseers, and bishops, and shepherds, and whatever you want to call them. The, again, the New Testament uses those terms interchangeably. So let's look now. He also asks, "What's what's your uh, look uh, take on deacons?" And uh, deacons, uh, we have, uh, I've got one scripture here, 1 Timothy, 1 Timothy 3, 8 through 13, that says, Deacons likewise must be dignified, not double-tongued, not addicted to much wine, not greedy for dishonest gain. They must hold the mystery of the faith with a clear conscience, and let them also be tested first, then let them serve as deacons if they prove themselves blameless. Their wives, likewise, must be dignified, not slanderers, but sober-minded, faithful in all things. Let deacons each be the husband of one wife, managing their children and their households well. For those who serve well as deacons gain a good standing for themselves and also great confidence in the faith that is in Christ Jesus. So we, we, have, we have another punch list here, mm-hmm. but it's not as extensive as elder. So, uh, so real quickly, they're, they're dignified. They're consistent in their speech. They are not into much wine, it says, which I, which I take to mean they're sober people. Right. Uh, they're, they're not greedy. They have a clear conscience before God. They, their faith has been tested and proven trustworthy. They are married, and their wife is dignified, sober-minded as well. She's a serious thinker and faithful. And their children are well behaved, and they manage their household well. So it's it's kind of a subset of the pastor or elder list. It's not quite as extensive. Mm-hmm. So you'll notice a lot of the stuff in there missing is like willing to willing and able to teach that sort of thing. It's not that they aren't able, but it's not a requirement for this particular role. Gotcha. So what I've what I've uh, uh, seen in the past is this deacon role is kind of like someone who's in charge of a particular ministry. Say you might have a you might have a youth pastor at your church, but you might also have a youth deacon who's kind of in in charge, helping serve the youth pastor uh, as kind of a behind the scenes guy who's maybe in charge of the events, making sure a venue's in place, making sure. Um, you know, um, all the all the equipment that they need for that ministry is working correctly. If they go on a trip or anything, he he's helping book a book a venue for like maybe a camp. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's doing some legwork. You know, he, he's really on the ground serving the pastor over that ministry to help things go smoother for him. So, one th- a person in our church that I kind of think of as being kind of a, a this type of person is Mike King. I don't know at, at our church, he is always on the hip of our pastor, right. making sure he's got everything he needs. If he needs a if he needs a bottle of water, if he needs his mic connected, if he needs his if he needs something moved, you know, he's pulling his his uh, his little table up that he uses to preach off of a stool, whatever. I mean, he is there to take care of pastor. I think if pastor needed a foot rub, Mike would be there rubbing his feet. I mean, he's just a servant heart. And he's on top of things for for our pastor, mm-hmm. Pastor Nelson, and uh, he's just a, a super 
I thought that was his bodyguard when I first started going to church there. (laughs) Mike is, Mike is just there all the time. So that's, uh, so that's what I think of when I think of, of of a deacon. Um, so we still haven't answered Robert's question. So does a church have to have a pastor or can a group of elders share, share the pastoral duties without having one clear lead pastor? And my take on that is, is elders must share the pastoral duties because they're pastors. And my take on things, again, that the, the word pastor, elder, bishop, overseer, shepherd, mm-hmm. those are all the same roles in the New Testament. That's, that's the best I can see it. And uh, so I think, I think uh, what they're doing here is a, what, what Robert's church is doing is exactly what they should be doing. Right. Um, the early church, church always had a plurality of elders slash pastors. And uh, so the fact that this church of only 100 people has three elders, I think is extremely wise of yeah. them to do that. Um, and obviously it's been very helpful in their situation that they're in currently. Uh, you know, their, their lead pastor steps down. They have probably not missed a beat um, because they've had these, these three men in place mm-hmm. who have stepped in to share these teaching responsibilities and leading their church. Uh, so yes, you can certainly share those duties and should continue to do so, even if you don't find a pastor, or even if you do find a pastor to right. come to be the head guy. Um, so uh, way to go, Robert! I give you kudos and your Definitely. and your That's two awesome. other guys that are working with you. Now, deacons are a bit different in that they are more in a service role, um, again in charge of ministries that sort of thing. Um, so, but uh, but I, I really um, appreciate what Robert and his crew are doing. I think they're they're doing a great job. Anything else you want to throw in there? No, um, I just think you know if we have these qualifications for these elders, right. and say that opportunity does come to teach, and they don't take advantage of it. I think they're they're failing in one qualification if they don't right. step up in that role. Right. So I, I think, like what you said, it's just a word, elder pastor overseer if you have all those qualifications you're wanting to step up and you're wanting to teach i think i think the the deacon role sometimes can be used as a stepping stone Mm -hmm. for people who who might want to you know take a step be serve as a deacon for a while and then if they've proven well there and are able to teach then maybe those are those probably the pool you look at to promote to an elder or a pastor role uh, which I think would be very wise because they're already in the church. They're mm-hmm. serving the church. They know the people of the church. And when it comes time to step up, you have they're people. ready. Yeah. They're ready. And and Robert, maybe you're the guy or maybe one of your fellow elders are, is the guy that the church may want to promote to the point of the lead pastor, the mm-hmm. person who is in charge. Maybe you don't want that, and that's fine too. But uh, I would I would consider that uh, as as a possibility. A church of a hundred people, uh, probably the pastor that they hire is not going to be probably paid a whole lot of money. You mm-hmm. know, just to be honest, it's a it's a small church, right. small town. He's probably going to have another job anyway, and I'm sure uh, Robert and these other guys probably have their own jobs, and maybe they but maybe they might consider taking this on as at least a part time thing. And uh, and stepping up into that role, I think that'd be an awesome thing. You know the people, 
Yeah. You know, you know what their, you know their needs, and you and you know their hearts, and you're already teaching them, and they already respect you. It might be a good fit. So something to consider. Definitely. All right, that's going to do it for today. Uh, next week we have Pastor Bradley on. He's going to come in. I'm sure have a lot to say about what we just talked about. Yeah, I'm interested. And uh, it'd be really cool to hear from him. Remember to uh, send your questions in to ask at all7days.com or send us a voicemail or text at 864-660-9473. Go to all7days.com slash shop and consider being a monthly partner with us there. You'll get mugs and your coffee will taste better. Or if you wanted to go to the uh, all7days.com slash donate page, uh, you can send a donation to the podcast there. This is the All 7 Days Podcast, where the goal is to make you think so highly of God that you forget about yourself. Now go give someone what you value most today. Today.